folks. XQ quality, better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to episode 236 of Channel Massive. It's a bonus episode. This it's is a side of, quest. It is. It's our first side quest. In other words, this is a game we're playing that is not related to our regular Monday podcast episodes. We are not talking about World of Warcraft in this episode. Instead, we are going to talk about Neverwinter, the MMO. Wait, that Ooh. game's not out yet. It's a You're beta. right. But a beta we're allowed to talk about except for PvP. Cool. <laughs> That's right. Thanks to Eric. Eric is our special guest co-host on this episode. I'm living a dream. <laughs> he was able to help us work with Perfect World Entertainment and Cryptic to get access to the press-closed beta of Neverwinter over the last weekend. Mm. And cool. as... We promoted over on Twitter and in our last episode of Channel Massive when we were talking about Azeroth. Here is our full podcast of impressions. Now, just some caveats. Eric has been much more dutiful and experienced than we are in the world of Neverwinter. I played the shit out of the game. True. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm we... actually kind of over it. Um, so if we could if we could wrap this up quick, I gotta I gotta go play some other games. All right, and that concludes episode two thirty six. It was worth downloading, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, Eric, for getting helping us take care of or helping us get into this game and experiencing it. Yeah, sure. But to give listeners a prepper or refresher on this game and where it comes from. In case you're unsure, you're unfamiliar with it, of course, Neverwinter is a property, or would you say it's a, yeah, I guess it's a property of Dungeons & Dragons. It's an area within the Dungeons & Dragons canon. Yeah, yeah, fourth edition. Yeah, but it does not come from, the game itself is not being developed by the people who made Dungeons & Dragons online. Nope. Which is Turbine, right? Oh, yeah. So it's this one... DDO. Yeah, this is not Dungeons & Dragons Online. It is not related to it. It is not related to Bioware's Neverwinter Nights. It is another independent entity coming from Cryptic, one of our favorite MMO developers who developed City of Heroes and Champions Online. Online. And now this. And Star Trek Online. I know, Star Trek Online. Beam me up, Scotty, man. My (laughs) wife is out there watching Star Trek The Next Generation right now. Jeez. Mm. You know, what's, what's, what's interesting is, um, just to skip ahead a little bit, um, Eric did a, a lengthy chat interview with the, some of the representatives from the company, and one thing that they, they made clear was the, the big difference between this and DDO is it's action-oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we, while it is an MMO, there, there's something that differentiates it from several MMOs out there. 
Yeah, by design, it's more more like Planetfall than uh, you know your your traditional. Yeah, which is uh, as fads go. I think the action oriented or action combat kind of stuff is it has spoiled me from from regular you know traditional MMOs. Like I can't, right. I I have a hard time going back. No matter how great the story is, you know, Star Wars, Old Republic. Like I love that, but man, I go in there and just get depressed because it's not <laughs> like I I man the the tactical interesting action combat is something I really enjoy. So. It is yeah. different. Yep. Something else that makes Neverwinter unique is that it, when it comes out, it's going to be free to play at the beginning versus starting out as a subscription. Right. So kind of yeah. <laughs> it seems to be the, the track record, right? We are going to destroy World of Warcraft. No one will ever think of World of Warcraft again after they after they play yeah. our game. And then they go, uh, you know, and we'll be... Well, of course we won't do subscription. We're going to, or, or, I mean, of course we're going to do subscription. Of course it won't be free to play. And then weeks later, well, it's free to play now. Yeah, just so, kidding. So at least they're uh, kind of a little bit more realistic at launch than Yeah, that, that that allows them to develop their, their, their cash shop in a different way, the way they're going to approach, like, players. Like, it, it, what, if you're, if you're pay, if you're a subscription, if you're buy to play at all, like that affects permanently the way your your you know your game is seen. Like no matter what, so coming out as a free to play game allows you to set up expectations from the very beginning, and that's right. super important. Super important. Well, I think it's a little more honest than some of the others. <laughs> yeah, Frankly. and the game becomes much more immediately successful because in other MMOs out there that I've wanted to play, but I've stayed away from them because it's like. Well, it's not free to play it as a subscription, but the way things are now, it'll probably go free to play. So I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to get it when it first yeah, comes yeah. out. But now this just, game is a lot more reasonable to be something that I could jump into hypothetically right when it comes out. Yeah. And then you just don't, I mean, with a lot of those games, there are so many games out that you just don't play it. Like you right. just, you know, you just don't get around to it because you've got life. <laughs> it's just, you've got so much Damn time, it. you know? So true. Yeah. Do we have any idea or window into when this game is releasing other than this year? Uh I think the third closed beta ends uh the end of March. So so assuming like you know uh usually with free to play games the open beta is the soft release of the game. Uh and I know with the with the um Foundry and the Guardian pre-order packs, I think you're getting you're getting days before that open beta. So all of that's adding up for me that, you know, you're getting extra days for the release of the game, you know, beforehand. So if closed beta ends then, give them a few weeks after they start open beta, mm-hmm. you know, sometime after the end of March. It's, you yeah. know, uh, you know, so you Q2, know, that month after. Q3. Yeah. Potentially. Which is, I mean, pretty close. I'd hope so because... I don't know, for me, like, the the momentum is there. Like, I'm already thinking about the user-generated content I'm going to create and everything like that, and I don't want it to be much longer than, you know, a few months. And it's, uh, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but it's, it is a game. Like, it is, it is, it, it's a full game. Like, there is stuff there. Like, yeah, it's not, I didn't feel like it had corners cut in the stuff yeah. that I saw. Right, yeah, yeah I'd agree. So that actually is a good segue. What have we 
played during the beta. So as mentioned earlier, Mark and I got into a fun little three-person session with Eric last night for a couple hours. And then, Eric, you've actually had many more hours of experience so many, far. Many, 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 many more hours but, than us. Well, I mean, I just got lucky because, well, they, there are only three classes right now you know, that you can have access to. If there were the full five, I would have not gotten as far. But there's the rogue, the warrior, and uh, no, the war- rogue, the the guardian fighter, and the uh, what's the other one? The cleric. cleric. Yeah. yeah. So, so those three characters, like I mostly played the the rogue, and I got up to almost level twenty with them, and I played a you know a few levels with the other, and it's uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of stuff. It comes at you really hard. There's, How long like, does it take you to get to level twenty? How many hours do you think it took? Uh, I mean, not not long at all. Like, the, I guess the 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 max level, I guess, is fifty one to sixty. I've seen different values here and there, but I've heard fifty one and then sixty. But um, it took me like if if you if you did what I did, which is I read no quests because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. <laughs> not at all. You know, I just lore, I, lore, you know, lore. I, like I just I just burnt through it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that person could get through it and. Two days. I mean, like, uh, let's see, let's average average play. So, you know, uh, seven carry the two divide by three forty eight. Twelve hours. I don't know. Hot news. Yeah, twelve hours. But the thing is, like, when I when I get into it, I know I'm going to read the quests. I'm going to get into the foundry. You know, I'm going to create my content. I'm going to be messing around with stuff. So I'm sure that. When I do all that stuff, it's going to take me way longer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then the 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 big thing is that from one to twenty, like you're being introduced to so many mechanics, it's ridiculous. Like by level by level sixteen, which is when you get your companion, which is you know an, yet another thing that they add on. Uh, I've I've been introduced to four or five different kinds of money, like different kinds of coins that I can buy crap mm-hmm. with, uh, different kinds of. Yeah, like four four different kinds of skills that um you know uh, I'm I wish they I really hope that they would introduce some kind of build system because you you have multiple skills and you realize that like I've got this one skill and it's only good for for groups and you're always going in and out of groups you know so uh, I don't know I, hopefully they introduce some kind of quick slot system where I can I can be group and I can be solo back and forth pretty easily. Yeah, that would be cool. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, I played a lot. Moving on. So <laughs> since there were a lot of press people who were involved, you actually got to team up with some bloggers that we mentioned and appreciated here over at Channel Massive over the years, including West Karana. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, we've got like an uh, unholy covenant together. I'm pretty sure we've we just figured out today. Like we're probably just gonna me and her are gonna like duo. Dungeons together. I'm oh, pretty cool. excited. Pretty excited about that because she uh she's pretty good at uh the whole healing thing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I really respect her as a person. Just to tell you, she's amazing. Moving on. All right. I don't All right. I don't like to gossip or anything. It's a little uh, awkward there. So let's get into yeah. our general impression. Uh, awkward game. silence. Activate. Yes. So in terms of our general impressions, we'll focus on three different areas, which I think would be common for anybody checking out a new video game. First up, presentation. 
visually, and, and it's important. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does because this is another presentation in, in general, or just are you talking about impressions, Mark? Uh, no, presentation as far as your first impression of a game, your first few uh, minutes. Yeah, because this makes you feel like, wow, I feel like I'm playing EverQuest again. Or yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, especially with like the two crowds that they're playing towards. With you know, we're going D and D players and MMO players. Like this is their chance with Neverwinter. I, I mean, you 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 have uh, DDO, but Neverwinter is another uh, Dungeons and Dragons game. So you're you're bringing to life you know fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons to people. And you got you just got this chance, and if if the uh, aesthetic doesn't appeal to people, you've thrown off their imagination. Like you're, right. it's just not going to work for them, you know. And as far as this game looks, I I would say spiritually, it's closer to Bioware's previous Neverwinter games versus World of Warcraft, or I guess it's, yeah. it's also similar dun- to Dungeons and Dragons Online, the visual aesthetic. It's it's high fantasy. It's detailed. It, it looks really nice. I thought it had some nice geography, architecture. Oh, yeah. The design is really nice. It's not too cartoony. It's not overly realistic. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would say it's it's a little softer aesthetically in terms of realism than something like Skyrim. I feel like Skyrim leans more towards yeah, that's realistic, true. whereas this has a little bit of a softer, just slightly softer side to it, but it's not all the way into very stylized World of Warcraft, Wildstar type of presentation. Yeah, right. and I think um I think like the the phrase set piece has negative connotations, but in this in this way, especially when you're role playing or creating content, like the only way I can describe the areas are are set pieces. Like they always seem to be backdrops for for stories. Like when I'm running around the city, I'm thinking about what what is like what is this building? Oh, this is, you know, this is the, or what is this bizarre area? Or when I run out to a certain area, like, there seems to be always some kind of story or some kind of backdrop that I'm walking into. And that's, that's, it's well done. Like, yeah, there's a lot of character, which is important because the game predominantly takes place in Neverwinter, which is a gigantic city. And if there isn't a lot of character, if it's just a lot of repeated textures and building structures, it, you kind of lose interest. Animation. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Guild felt... Wars Two is kind of like that. It's kind of in a big city, and there is a lot of character there. Really, I, d- I didn't realize that. I've not had a chance to try Guild Wars Two, but well, it's... the beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 and a... Dragon Age Two is kind of like that. Yep, yep. Dragon Age Two definitely, which was what irritated some folks was where's my epicness. <laughs> 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 Musically, I, I can't say that I heard anything that bowled me over. I thought it was fine. It was good. I definitely rem- can remember some great catchy music done by Cryptic and Champions and City of Heroes. And I thought oh, the yeah. approach to Star Trek Online was pretty good. Uh, and this stuff is suitably fantasy sounding. Nothing yeah. really catchy, but it sounds classy and polished. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't catch me like, uh, you know, WoW, of course, and then Age of Conan. Yeah. But- Kind of the two that put the bar pretty high for music. Sorry, well, Eric, visual, what were you saying? I was just going to say that visually, um, to to kind of move all of this stuff together, like the the um, uh, what are they? The animations 
are are fantastic. Like I don't know if it's just because I've been playing the rogue mo- mostly, but the rogue like it, the idle animation for it in combat is kind of like this bob and weave and move, and all the attacks for it are these cool teleport moves. Like they do all of the characters. Yeah, it's, it's, the, you, it's like you, all this nightcrawler type flash teleport yeah. stuff that's really well done. Yeah, yeah that was I, cool. I was ready to write off the other classes and just pick that, but every time I, if when I pick the cleric, the cleric feels really strong and amazing. And for a healer, that's weird. You're throwing around spiritual freaking spears. It really, when it comes down to it, when I play the game, I'm inspired to go and read the books again and and use my imagination to like when I read I I read Forgotten Realms like pretty much for eight years as a like a singer person like that's all I read and that's all I was ever going to read and I nerded oh, out wow. hardcore and and I'm I'm just brought back to that when I'm thinking about the epicness of these iconic characters and the chance of becoming one of those that's pretty interesting uh, oh, yeah, and then of even course. even even like the the fighter the the guardian fighter is your your standard standard sword and board character I thought he'd be totally boring and I ended up playing him four four hours today at least uh, a ton <laughs> of fun every attack feels very weighty um, and very deliberate and it's it's awesome like the animations they put a lot of love into that so yeah there you go. I, I would agree on the animations they were they're pretty awesome. Yeah, hearing you talk about that reminded me of one small thing, but it's definitely always an important moment in every MMO, and that's when you level up. And the way that the presentation for Level Up is done in Neverwinter, I thought was pretty satisfying because the entire screen shakes. Yeah. And there's a bunch Something of momentum, lighting effects. has happened. <laughs> It, it might be a little bit overdone, but I really liked it a lot. Yeah, no, well, yeah, it's it's almost overdone, and then it's gone. And you yeah. kind of miss you kind of miss it after it's gone. It's like this explosion. You're like, what? Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. What happened? <laughs> what happened? There was something. And, and then you get a bunch of uh, yeah, you get a bunch of skills and everything. I mean, um, some people I, I don't know. I, I never got to play pen and paper that much. I, I got a couple experiences with it, and I know that the level caps are way lower. And I've I've talked to some people, and they're almost jarred about how fast you level because you know you got what 51 to 60 levels so uh uh you're you're dinging your that level a bunch of different times and and it seems like some people who do a lot of uh dungeons and dragons are freaked out by it they're just like what hmm. what why am i level four yeah, you level up a tutorial? lot slower in regular dungeons and dragons i can attest yeah. to that yeah that that's for sure time wise it's uh, a lot different <laughs> do you guys yeah. have any general impressions about the overall ui of the game the way that menu interfaces are handled and task bars and inventory. I didn't love it. Um, I like what I, one thing I like that's important is the number of abilities that you can use at any one time is kind of limited, kind of a la guild wars. Um, and I think that's kind of cool. You kind of have to pick and choose, um, you know, what you're going to, what's your, what's your skill set that you're, you know, engaging enemies with and doing, dungeons and you know all that what what's it really going to be you're going to have to kind of make a choice in how you're going to play unless you're constantly switching between every single you know encounter or something mm-hmm. um, correct me if i'm wrong, wrong eric but that was my impression was you, you kind of have to pick and choose it yeah it's uh it's it's kind of like a deck system like you uh you yeah, have th- you exactly. have three you have three uh, three account encounter abilities uh, and, and so the, the thing that's funny about it, 
um, for me is that I get this idea that I'm, I'm participating in this uh, D&D culture, but I'm, I don't, I've never really experienced it. Like uh, daily ability, that's, yeah. that's kind of like your... Uh, the only way slowly I can... charges, right? Like normally yeah. in D&D that would be something you could do once a day and then you'd have yep. to sleep or rest or whatever. And going through a dungeon and fighting multiple bosses... That means you could probably only use it once across all those different experiences. Right. Yeah, and, th- and this one, since it's an action-based game, like the better you play, the faster that will build. So as a rogue, you you earn more of that. You know, uh, lit. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. I actually can only I express it as like a Final Fantasy thing. They have these things called limit breaks. And yeah. uh, in Final Fantasy VII, and uh, you would build up this bar and then be able to do this amazing ability. And so that's really what that is. And um, and uh, the, the rogue, the more damage you deal, the faster that builds up. As a cleric, the, the damage and the healing that you do, it builds up. Uh, and then you're able to bust off this ability. But uh, you, you uh, as you level, if I think when you're 10, you already have two of those abilities. I'm 16, and I already have three of those abilities. And each one is really very situation situationally guided like some of them are going to be useless almost as soloing like a cleric has this ability that casts a field that does uh it allows everyone around you and your group to do extra 20 or percent damage and uh take 20 percent less damage like it'd be useless for you when you're soloing so you're constantly switching those out and trying them out and stuff like that uh so because it's an action-based game i i feel like i have less i've i've you know, less abilities that I'm actually using at once, but really I'm constantly switching things out, experimenting, trying stuff out. And that, that build is my own personal build that like, you know, it's going to be different than a different, uh, another rogue. I might look the same, but I'm, I'm playing different and I'm able to play towards my strengths. Right. What did you think about it, Noah? Or did you notice it really? The UI or the gameplay design? Uh, Gameplay design. As, um, the, it, as it applies to the UI. Oh, okay. Um, at first, I was because I, I I've just come a few days away from, well, a few days prior to totally filling up my task bar or my action bar <laughs> in World of Warcraft and lamenting right. to Mark that I have something assigned from one through zero in addition to the minus key, <laughs> and it's just like it's so hard for me to juggle all that, and so when you have to basically be limited to three buttons, it's certainly a lot easier to press them because they're immediately around the WASD keys. Right. And it it kind of belies the way a lot of people play. I mean, the more that I played with my 10 different skills in World of Warcraft, the more I realized, you know, I'm I'm always going back to like three or four abilities primarily and only adding in the other ones right. when I need to strategically or because of cooldown restrictions. And when I play League of Legends, I at most only have four abilities. And right. it's true in, in Mass Effect as well. It's just, it's having more than that just makes things almost a little bit too complicated. So I, I kind of liked it. It took me a, a bit to adjust to because it's a stark contrast from World of Warcraft, but it was more, it was a little bit more accessible. The yeah. thing that I don't really like about the UI is that it's controlled in the same way, in my opinion, as DCUO, where the mouse doesn't move freely the mouse is just constantly changing the camera point of view uh so you have to constantly recenter the reticle in the middle of the screen on whatever it is you want to target or it is something that you want to open and 
that gets kind of cumbersome and that and and because of that design decision cryptics built in all these keyboard triggers where it's like okay tap alt if you want to freely move your mouse around and you kind of need to frequently because you're gaining abilities or you're getting stuff in your inventory or getting character development stuff and it's like Stop what you're doing and press press Control P, which is way on the other side of the keyboard, <laughs> or you know tap Alt so that you can click this button that's showing up. It's like it's so enticing. You want to click this button that's appeared in the bottom right corner of the screen, but you can't because when you move your mouse around, all you're doing is recentering the camera. So you have to actually tap Alt, which deactivates and grays out the screen, so you can move your mouse cursor to where the freaking button is. And just like neither of those are conducive to smooth play. They, they both interrupt completely what you're doing. And it's all because of the design decision that it makes sense because it's, it goes back to that, that idea of it's more action oriented. You're focusing on whatever you're going to attack. You're going to interact with. You don't have to put a lot of thought into however you're interacting or attacking because you've only got a few buttons to press, but I just, it was clunky. It didn't work as smoothly for me. And it, the clunkiness of it was emphasized by all of the extra layers and keystrokes that had to be added to accommodate that. Because yeah, overall, there, even though there's only like a few abilities for you to use as a character, there is a ton to this UI. When I first started playing, I'm like, oh my gosh, so many boxes, so much little tiny text, so many <sighs> things going on around the screen. I'm like, I am so bewildered. I have no idea what the hell is going on. Right. And it took me a while for my pupils to dilate or shrink back down. I'm <laughs> like, okay, focus just on this little thing or just this little thing. And the thing is, is like when you're restricted like that with the mouse cursor, you feel even more out of control and disoriented when you have all these little tiny things all over the screen. Yeah, I have to say, the whole time we played, I never got through it. Now, Eric's got a lot more time in it, so he's probably been able to adjust to it. But it did feel really unnatural. And having you know been playing a lot of WoW lately and previous to that, um, Guild Wars 2, which you know has more of an action feel but uh, somehow manages to not... Um, have the compromises with the UI. Um, it was just really kind of hard. It was it was something I really found to be like more and more uncomfortable as I played, as opposed to less. Mm. And there's two yeah. side points I have to that. I loved playing DCUO with a controller, and even when I played it with the mouse and keyboard, I kind of I'm like I kind of get it. I, I didn't feel overwhelmed in that. And also, listeners, Eric has made a bunch of videos. And he is a much more seasoned, he has, he's much more experienced in playing the game than Mark and I were during our first few hours. So his and opinion matters see, more. Yeah, you can see yeah, that yeah. and get used to it and you can play it really well, especially with a character like the Rogue, which has lots of teleporting, pop up behind an enemy's back or oh, yeah. well, back up a fake uh, copy of yourself. And, and I think, Eric, you showed that it can be done. It's not impossible and you can do it well. It just takes a big adjustment. Yeah, I think um, th- that's the funky thing. Like, I think the same issues that you're talking about now are in a lot of action-oriented MMOs. Like, DCUO has that same issue that you have, you know, you the, the UI is bigger. It's designed around uh, a, a console experience. Like, it's more popular on the PS3 than it is on the PC. Um, and the, the UI is a little bit bigger, and, it, and there's not as much stuff popping around. But when you, when you have to think about how do I chat with someone, you're starting to press alts. You're starting to move things around and go, oh, my God, like this is not meant to communicate. I'm, I'm going to break my keyboard. 
Uh, same, thing with, <laughs> same thing with Vindictus. It feels really natural as you're playing the game. You can, um, you know, you can play, have fun, and then you're always having to press an alt button, a shift button, or something to get your cursor to be able to interact with the UI. And really, when it comes down to it, uh, that's that's a barrier that uh, I think is with any action-oriented game, and the person just has to get over it uh, by learning the shortcuts. And I, it's kind I don't of think... a concession from the game designer that they're like, well, these items are important, mm-hmm. but they're not the primary things. They're not the they're not what you're going to be doing eighty percent of the time in the game, perhaps maybe seventy percent of the time in the game designer's opinion. And so they're like, we're not going to go out of our way to make this element of the game easier because this isn't a chat client, <laughs> for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and first the, uh... and foremost about running around and, and attacking things, for instance. One thing I've noticed, too, is that um, when you're fighting in the game, so I know this is a very specific, silly kind of thing, but uh, if you if you end up playing the game more and uh, you're fighting a bunch of people, uh, it can feel kind of frantic to point that ridicule at different people. This is just Neverwinter Night, uh, Neverwinter uh, in particular. Uh, if you hold down the button, you're, you're attacking, and it will actually auto-correct to yeah. another person. I and love that, makes, that. I thought that was yeah. really cool. That's that's that gives me hope, and that makes me understand that they definitely thought about this. Like this, uh, they they really because that doesn't happen in DC Universe. Like yeah, you, you have to retarget the reticle, you have to keep moving it. Yeah, yeah, you've got to really get good at that. It doesn't happen in Vindictus and other games like that. Like there's a certain sticky kind of targeting that really allows you to feel as epic. You know, you can. It's way easier to uh, pop off those abilities. Uh, and you're not always just slamming on the one key or the two key like you are in in other uh, traditional MMOs. Uh, so it's a nice balance. I, I really actually like it a lot. Uh, just to just to give the balance of you know people knowing that I really think their design in Neverwinter is done really really well. There you go. I'm just gonna say that. I like it. <laughs> uh, sorry guys, I gotta say it. I'm I'm really happy with it. Uh, okay. I'll also All say right. that I I do play a lot of action games, uh, action-oriented MMOs, uh, and I think maybe that's... that yeah, you are a big fan of those. Yeah, yeah, as soon as, I mean, we went to E3, and when I played DC Universe Online, like, uh, and Vindictus, like, mm-hmm. I I changed my pants. I went to the bathroom, <laughs> and I changed my pants, because it was, there's something, when they do it right, it's, it is active, there's nothing else like it. You are you are feeling like a badass. You finally get that cool action-oriented gameplay that you only think you can ever get in a console game. You know, the, like uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Like Devil May Cry, like that, that that kind of stuff. I absolutely love the new version of that. And you never think you can get that in an MMO. But when you when I'm I'm teleporting around as a rogue in this game, I get that occasionally. When I when I've you know, teleported, and then I've disappeared in stealth and d- done a crit hit on a person. I'm like, <gasps> someone's got to see this. i got to videotape this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is definitely video. some of the most fun that I had with the gameplay. Because when we played, I, I after watching your videos of your tiefling rogue, I said, I, I kind of want to play that. That looks really cool. Because being able to bamf around everywhere yeah. is really needed. It, you get to play. You have to move quickly. You have to react. You can dodge stuff, which is nice. You can get out of the way of things, which doesn't happen in more traditional MMOs. And figuring out how you're going to go in there and then recognizing this is, I guess, something that's also good to note. When we talk about having only a a few abilities, 
I think two of them are mapped directly to the left click and right click. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you just hold down your your left mouse button to do whatever your primary attack ability is, and then your person, if they're in the middle of a bunch of monsters, will be like, attack, 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 pivot, I'm going to attack this one over here, and I'm going to attack this one over here. Yeah. And it's really cool. It 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 helps smooth the transition that you have of going from a game like Devil May Cry, where you can be really nimble and acrobatic with an analog stick and a few buttons. That kind of feeling is, like you said, Eric, well-translated thanks to the just hold down the left mouse button and now you're basically spamming this really cool ability and will right. realign your character to make you just dance around the battlefield and feel really kick butt. Yeah, and there's no mana there's like no mana in the game. Like there you don't you don't um it's all cooldown based essentially, you know? So those mm-hmm. those uh those uh mouse buttons that you're talking about are essentially your auto attack. And yeah. uh in most MMOs you assume your auto attack is always your auto attack. But just like um uh, I was saying as I was playing up to level 16, um, I, I I just got a a new auto attack. Like I, for the longest time, I was just slashing away with my daggers, and now I've I've gotten a new auto attack that I was able to switch over. You never in MMOs you never get a new auto attack. You you know no. that changes that changes the you know the style of play. Uh, it's it's really weird. It's it's neat, and it just customizes it customizes my character further. It's it's a neat little thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And what do you guys think about just the general quests? The game does start out in traditional cryptic fashion where you're in this instanced single-player experience right in the world. There's this big, huge attack going on where these undead monsters are trying to storm a, a drawbridge into Neverwinter. It, it wasn't quite as long as a lot of other as some of the other cryptic opening sequences, but yeah. it was pretty cool. And then you got into the regular quest. Did you guys like how quest design is handled in this game? Um, so far, yeah, I I, I kind of liked that too. Um, I um, I I just every every quest that that cryptic gives me to do, I I, I can't help but think it's just it's a tutorial for me creating my own content. I don't know. I like. I, I don't get. Well, this you, you, that feeling. makes you a, a very special case scenario because I don't think uh-huh. most people coming into this game, any game that has a creation element, uh-huh. I don't think most people fit into that area. I think the people who do are kick butt because sometimes the best content in the game can come from the community. Oh yeah, it's yeah. really exciting and it just gives the game a life of its own. So that is really a unique perspective from that from that yeah. angle. But I mean, thinking of it from a traditional. Uh, MMO player's perspective, whether it be action MMO or traditional MMO, I I I felt like it was it was pretty straightforward. There there wasn't a lot of voice. There was the occasional voice acting, but there was most often it was very World of Warcraft esque, and that there's like a paragraph of text in a skinny little rectangular box and an objective. <laughs> Go do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank goodness for that. And sometimes it's collect three of these. Sometimes it's kill such and such. Sometimes it's find. This person, there, there wasn't anything that I saw, and, and Eric, maybe you can tell us since you've experienced a lot. There wasn't anything that really broke the mold that I've seen in Warcraft, and I keep referencing Warcraft because I keep because I've played it most recently. Where, like in World of Warcraft, you'll have a random mission where it's like, all right, you're going to run and run around in this mech, where you're going to fly this creature over a oh, battlefield yeah. and drop bombs. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. rear roll changes dramatically. Did Neverwinter have any? Has have you seen anything like that in its quest design so far, Eric? Um, so I purposely okay. So I love informing people, but at the same time, I refuse in any way to ruin my own experience. So I have <laughs> I have not read any of the quests, and I'm doing it in a very uh, uh, not Eric way, which is I'm not submerging myself in the world. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going on with the story, and I think that's going to de- definitely change certain things. Uh, the If I just look at the quest mechanics, it is run to an instance, do that instance. There are open world areas that you can play with other people and group with other people. It's very traditional. Uh, the one area that has impressed me the most is what I experienced today, uh, and that's the user-generated content. There's a, there, the highest-rated user-generated content, which I'll, I'll post a video of, hopefully, as, as long as it renders correctly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the, the top-rated user-generated content in closed beta right now is straight-up Neverwinter Nights 1 and 2. Uh, like a module from that is wow. like it's it so much love has been put into it and so much lore. Um, there are, in a good way, there's twice as much text in a quest box. Uh, also, when you're choosing to you know with most World of Warcraft tech like traditional uh, questing, you click accept and you're good you're good to go. This one you actually have, you don't have a built-in morality system, but you'll have multiple choices. And if you click, hey, I'm just in it for the money, maybe the cleric you're talking to will be disappointed. And they emote that, and they do everything. Like, the person who made this put a lot of time and love into it. And then when you get into the instance, you're fighting, you're you're picking up lore, and they're explaining how drow elf culture works. And you're just like, <laughs> holy crap, he is, the, whoever made this doesn't have a life in a good way. <laughs> Yay! This is awesome, you know. Uh, and and so so far the quests that I've taken from Cryptic, at least the and these are tutorial quests. Like it really feels like that one through twenty is introducing some really important systems, uh, and you're in that first city and you're you're learning about everything. Um, but I haven't gotten like uh, wrapped up in a story, and it's maybe because I've played recently. I've played a lot of games like um, The Secret World. And uh, DC Universe Online even has a uh, easily accessible story that you kind of really get caught up in, you know. So maybe I'm maybe I'm biased. Whatever. You're Ramble. biased, but it's okay. Ramble. Yeah. So, so in a, but we do know that there's additional stuff within the game that stretches it beyond traditional quests. We have the companions that you mentioned earlier. There's also PvP. There's other stuff that. That currently isn't accessible in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. They 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 don't have that um, uh, the PvP part. They don't have that uh, accessible where you can mess around with it really. But the companion system, once you hit level sixteen, um, you know it was it was pretty mysterious. Like that's that's half the reason why I was leveling to get to it so I could see what it is. And it very it seems like a sophisticated pet system. Uh, you you can you can choose different kinds of characters and it, it you get as much as you put into them you can name them you'll have multiple skins kind of like star wars uh or star, star trek online star, star wars yeah star wars the old republic there you go so you've got that but they don't particularly have a story you kind of make it up as you go along um but they do level with you they do learn new skills and you can uh you don't equip them with gear but you equip them with these things called rune uh, runes that um kind of a, adjust and affect how they work, but I mean, I with my rogue, I got a healer, and that immediately helped me in dungeons. 
Um, nice. So, yeah. I also liked how the dungeons had, they had uh, campfires, essentially, that you could stand next to, like kind of like checkpoints that would restore your health. Oh, in case you didn't have a healer. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. It wasn't even kind of because that's that's so often a, a tenant of Dungeons & Dragons is that, all right, okay, did we make it out of this freaking dungeon alive? Okay, now we're going to set up camp. Yeah, because right, that's yeah. going to give us all of our abilities back. That's going to give us our dailies back. It's going to heal us, get all our mana back. We're going to practice our spells and all other stuff. And it's kind of neat to see that built in in some fashion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Speaking of sure. Dungeons & Dragons stuff, what classes and, and races are are accounted for in this game? Uh, there playable? Are, let's see. Yeah, there, well, there's, there, what, yeah, there are halflings and humans. Half and elves. There's elves, half elves. There's tieflings, and there's awesome. yeah, yeah. They're I mean how ugh. And then in the in preview videos, you can clearly see there's a drow elf running around. <laughs> like there's a you know, and then also they've talked about the Menzo Berenzan, um uh, drow, which is essentially Drizdoerden, which is a huge pop culture. Yeah crazy Forgotten Realms character. Um, what My idea around it is that they're probably... When you create a character right now, they have a coming soon race. I think that's going to be the surface drow. So the drow that kind of live, you know, just not really special in any way. And then they're going to have a Menzo Berenzan drow with the backstory of, you know, uh, escaping from the, the Underdark. And uh, they have fairy fire magic and they have special tattoos so they're going to be kind of like an adjusted um uh, uh race that you get for buying the founders pack which is like 200 bucks oh my goodness wow my so, gosh yeah, people who really want to commit can in this game hey you know mark didn't you do this before for a cryptic game uh once upon a time i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> good thing nobody did it here also what's really cool about neverwinter is just like every cryptic game there is a highly customizable character creator with tons of sliders for all the different body parts whether it's hand length and fingernail length and tail size if you have a tail eye spacing height width it's it's really cool i it's obviously not going to be as infinitely customizable or seemingly infinitely customizable as City of Heroes and Champions, because there's a lot more wardrobe options and stuff like that in there. But yeah. I was really happy with the character creator. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it too, actually. No no complaints there, that's for sure. And I, I totally bought the Founders Pack, I'm sorry. I lied to you. Dude. Oh my god. Yeah, wow. so you guys, you can make fun of me for the quote-unquote lifetime pack that I bought. But <laughs> uh, I, don't even, I don't even give a shit. I like this game off. If if we were gonna wait for that to you can you can edit this out and put it at the end for the conclusions if you we'll want. Just but, say it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it now. I'm saying it proud. And we'll just bring it up again at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now speaking of previous games, for you guys, what did this game remind you most as compared to other previous MMOs or action RPGs or action games that you've played? Wow, what a question. Uh, I didn't see that coming. 
It's in the agenda. I know. That's <laughs> why, that's why Let me so highlight funny. it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You go, Eric. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I am. I I talked to some people while I was playing, and um, I the combat I really enjoy. I think it's a refined version of something like DC Universe Online. Um, in the way that it's it's a it's a little bit more accessible. DC Universe Online has a combo system that is pretty complicated if you want to actually be good at the game. Uh, with this, it feels a little bit more like Diablo, uh, in that you have skills and you have your general attack and there it's, it's, it's too. Yeah, you, yeah. So it feels like um it it feels like you're going into a dungeon, you're doing dungeon crawling, and uh, I, I I don't know I I I kind of compare it to a mix of DC Universe Online combat with a Diablo dungeon crawl sensibility. And that's really, that really gets me. I really like that. What about you, Noah? What do you think? Does it, um... I think it, now, unfortunately, I don't have as, as broad of an experience as you two do in PC games. But I would say it's most like, DCUO to me, maybe a, a little bit vindictus, but I, it's, that camera thing just really sets it for me. DCUO, and that's what <laughs> I just when I mm-hmm. see that camera system, it's definitely it's not like World of Warcraft. It, it does have some definitely some echoes also of Diablo three, like you mentioned, Eric. And I'd like it to be like Conan, but Conan is more of the traditional MMO experience, but with the combos mixed in. Which yeah, is something yeah. that I really like about Conan's combat and makes that game kind of stand apart on its own. But what I liked about Neverwinter's action focus, much like DCO, is it just feels like you're just getting in there, you're firing off your main abilities, they look really cool, and it's just quick and fun. Yeah. yeah. And they, um, uh, one of the neat things uh, I kind of thought of The Secret World and uh, uh, Guild Wars 2, in that it's a. Uh, positional combat you're you're very much uh there will be a big huge aoe tell you know you'll see this big huge point black blank aoe that you've got to move out of the way and depending on what class you are you're going to deal with it in different ways and that's really awesome you do that a lot in the secret world you do that a lot in guild wars uh but in this game you know i'm going to deal with it completely different if i'm a warrior than if i'm a rogue you know true yeah that's really and that's yeah, and I found a lot of the time with the rogue, like, since I have an ability that with one button press I can teleport behind the person, I can wait to the last minute before they attack me and then press the button and I teleport behind them, you know? <laughs> uh, or nice. with, a, with, a, with a warrior, I'm, it's, it feels really good to just be dumb and go, I'm not moving. I'm just going to put yeah. up this shield and you're going to hit me right on this shield. <laughs> That's how it works. Simple. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> That's it. Do you have any uh, extra comments you would add on that, Mark? Um, it reminded me kind of like a combination of um, Champions Online, which isn't surprising because it's a cryptic game in the way it moved, yeah. um, but it didn't look like it at all, and kind of a Guild Wars 2. Um, but the problem I had as I played it was I really – Wanted it to remind me of Neverwinter Nights one, <laughs> which yeah. based on the name is a bit of a stretch, um, you know, and the time and everything. But I really did want, you know, I wanted to be able to be, you know, all those different classes that are available. Oh yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, it, it's 
it's just starting out, so we only had, you know, what was available was available, which was three of them, right? And yeah. so I, I, I really did want that. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe that's something, you know, to look forward to. Um, no, get but, no it's, it's get excited about it because they've already said that they are going to, like, they've, they're going to take those fourth edition classes, the most popular specs, and they're going to mm-hmm. make whole classes out of them. You know, they already have the Guardian Fighter, and they're going to be introducing the Great Weapons Fighter. Those are two kinds of fighters already that are completely different. Go watch the videos. They're amazing. But will there and, be a bard? Uh, no, people are asking for, like, a ranger. They're asking for a bard. They're asking for a druid. I want to turn into a giant dragon. I want to turn into a giant dragon! Anyway, so sorry. So who would you say that this game would be recommended for and there's all sorts of people that we can consider because there are people like mark who are big fans of the original Neverwinter nights rpg games from bioware there are general mmo fans there are people who like to play games online either solo or in groups there's dungeons and dragons fans and of course the world of warcraft tourists and definitely last but not least people who love to create user-generated content in their own stories so first up, Mark, as a as a representative of the Neverwinter Nights fanboy contingent, do you <laughs> feel like this is a, a fun journey into one of your favorite worlds? No, it, it that was kind of my problem. It, it just it has the name, but there's nothing else for me that it's a um, different interpretation of it. Yeah, very different. So mm. for me, it's something I hope it becomes that as they you know, flesh it out and everything. Um, but I did definitely miss that feel. So hope, I don't want to be too negative about it because it's a beta, you know. I just yeah. hope it I hope it lives up to the name that I'm, you know, kind of expecting um, it to. Now what about yeah. MMO fans in general? Because a lot of MMOs out there are traditional MMOs. They're, and then the action MMOs tend to be sci-fi and slant. Whether it's, it's Planet Side or the superhero games. I think that if you're an MMO fan who's looking for something that's a little bit different, or if you really like action MMOs like Eric does, this is definitely something to be taken into consideration. Yeah. Yeah, that's and I think if you, like, if you like action MMOs, like the scope of this is a bit larger uh, and closer to DC Universe online, like most action MMOs you have to deal with are like Vindictus, which are like a, a physics-based Diablo. You've got a hub town, and then you go out and do other things. It seems like the the, the areas, at least in, in um, Neverwinter, are larger. They feel a little bit more robust. Now, uh, I played Neverwinter 1, and I skipped Neverwinter 2. But I played hmm. Neverwinter 1 online, and I did some weird, freaky shit. Man, oh man, can't talk about this. It'd be explicit for sure. No, I'm just joking. But uh, one thing, one thing I I remember doing though is going to inns, role playing with people, talking about just you know me being a druid and and chatting and and getting immersed in the world and and getting excited. And what blew my mind was the third the third user generated content that I experienced was an homage to the original Neverwinter. Okay, it was uh, old. Lo- it was it was called something like N- Neverwinter uh, locations of old, I think. And oh, wow. you go you go into the instance, and they recreated areas 
uh, three to four oh, areas cool. from Neverwinter's uh, Neverwinter One. So if you're worried about not getting that feel, no, they created this inn that I that I lived in for probably about a month and a half. <laughs> I would visit this server, and I don't know if it's something in the story because I never beat Neverwinter's one. I just I just went on with other people and just did multiplayer stuff. But uh, it was this one inn that I remember sitting down in the particular chair that I was staring at, going, "Holy shit, halfling rogue! I need you to go and kill this dude for me." You're like, it's, I wasn't sitting down already. I would be sitting down. Yeah, <laughs> I would have to yeah. sit down. So yeah, I think um, really the people who really love Neverwinter. They're going to create the original Neverwinter, and that's available for them. The tools are available for them. Uh, and uh, when you're talking about MMOs, I, I think if you're looking for a large, huge, ro- like just amazing world that has like World of Warcraft or something, I don't think it's that much of an open world game. It's more of a set piece MMO uh, that you you kind of you. It's very instance and stuff like that. And as long as you're okay with that, I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, Which Age of Conan was kind of like that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In the beginning, at least. How did you guys like the map with the like breadcrumb trail, the glittery breadcrumb trail, oh. <laughs> the fable? Yeah, the fable stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot like fable. You're right. I, I was yeah. like, I feel like I've seen this somewhere before. And you're right. It's uh-huh. this glittering dust trail that you follow to complete quest objectives, and you just focus on i i really liked it in one hand because like right on i could be super efficient just follow the trail but on the other hand it made me ignore everything else around in the world which is cool that you can turn it off yeah but yeah. i was I had, between like let's get it done and and uh oh i, I wish i could see this it looks really cool because when i look at the map the map's like holy cow this is a very dense urban city with all these pathways and alleys and everything else yeah but then yeah. it's like just show me the the gold sparklies <laughs> yeah, it's it's it definitely is a the city that you're initially put in. It's it's rife for just storytelling and interesting little spots to play around with. But you definitely, if you want to do that, you have to turn off that little breadcrumb trail and look around. Like I was, I was ready to just follow the path. And what I did is I just I just turned it off. And the only reason I figured out how to turn it off is because it accidentally broke on me a couple times. <laughs> and when oh, when wow. it did, yeah, my when it did, my breadcrumb. Right, and when I had to look at the map and stuff, I decided to just run around and kind of just poke around places, find different spots, and it was it was a ton of fun. Like they uh, they have a they have a lot there for you to just mess around with. Sitting, you can talk to NPCs, and there's there's a ton to read if you want, you know. So I don't know. It's it's as much as you like. If you if you want to to do it, you can. Like you can easily turn off that breadcrumb trail. But I can definitely see, you know, someone mainlining this shit like in a, a month. <laughs> what about we got to experience it as as a group, and that's something that I love about playing World of Warcraft right now is teaming up with our friends and going through those instances. And Eric, you, we've talked about this before we started recording. What are your impressions, given your amount of time in the game, Eric, uh, of this game as a solo solo player MMO versus? groups or versus a duo um i'm very thankful that they have a queuing system from the very start it's not like a um you know wow or i think the secret world had this problem too where you have a a system where you have to like spam looking for group and stuff like that and nowadays it's expected that you have a a uh a queuing 
uh, for for instances, you know, like you can queue and they put you in a group for you and you don't have to worry about it. Um, so right. they have that from the very beginning. You don't have to worry about that. Um, the one th- issue that I have is it seems like that first that first twenty levels of content, which goes by relatively fast um, if you're just burning through the content. Um, I feel like it's all balanced for like two people. So when we yeah, were playing, you we, that. yeah, we played from one to one to eight or one to ten or something like that. And I felt like if I dropped out, if I just left and disappeared, you guys would have more fun. Uh, hmm. And I test, I tested this out with another person, and two people. It seems like that's the perfect amount. You the perfect amount of mobs. You can you can kind of like help each other out. Dodge around, you still get to kill things. Um, in with three people, I feel like we're all going in and we're just beating the shit out of things with clubs until they die. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what our skills are, or what we're doing, we can fumble around and make it. And uh, right now, that's one worry I have with the instances. Uh, you, everybody gets a companion, and depending on your level, if you're level 16, and you go into the instance. It seems like everybody can have their companion. So uh, the first time I ran uh, the first instance called Cloak Tower, three people had their companions. I spent no, jeez. Yeah, I spent half the time going, why? Who's playing a wizard? Why is this wizard in here? Is this a developer? Is he walking us through? Why does he have a green name? Why is he laughing at me? What am I doing? And I turned. It turned out it was just a companion, and you can pick a wizard companion, and he's your buddy, and that's how that is. But it turns out it messes up everything because we had a, we had two healer companions, we had two wizard companions, and we just steamrolled it. We just we had uh, nine people almost. In that. <laughs> that's a lot of people on screen at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and luckily, well, that's one thing I'll, I'll say. This is a like this thing loads up fast. It is an efficient game. I don't know what they're doing with it, but it, it's it's the most efficient cryptic game I think I've played so far. Where I, you know, it's a closed beta, so you crash occasionally, but in minutes, I'm, I'm, well, in a minute, I would say I'm back in the game where I was. Yeah, yeah, and I don't get, I don't get any lag or anything. It's, it's a for a closed beta, it's, it's pretty set to go. So, what was I I talking about? Oh, (laughs) stream of consciousness as as solo versus duos versus groups. So, that's pretty good. As far as the, the D&D fan perspective, I've been playing a lot of D&D, and I just started some Pathfinder. I've also been playing Changeling. <laughs> so lots of tabletop gaming for me in the last year, or actually the last couple of years. And something that was really cool is it's immediately, the game immediately wears its D&D mechanics on its sleeve right when you start up creating a character. It talks about your stats. You can quote-unquote re-roll your stats and randomly assign different point values. And Abilities are named much in the D&D fashion of encounter or at will and dailies. And while they're executed a little bit differently in this game, they are the abilities and, and mechanics that you know and maybe or maybe not love from D&D 4.0 unless you're like a hardcore 3.5 fan. Um, that said, I, I would be intrigued to try some user-generated content. But even then, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, the reason that tabletop games still thrive is because they provide an experience that you just can't get in a computer game. Uh, because there are just so many different voices coming in and driving the story because it's all these different people sitting around a table and then you have the concept 
of the DM who can do things rather unpredictably. And so if that feeling shows up more in user-generated content, I mean, aside from replicating old Neverwinter game areas, I'm, I'm curious about how it works out as like a traditional Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I'm not sure if that's there, but if you really love the world, if you love the property, the franchise, such as Eric does with all of his uh, years focusing on this world, it is kind of a cool homecoming, a, a neat way to come and experience this uh, yeah, environment. Yeah. How do you feel that it stacks up to WoW? Now, Mark, you made some comments while you were playing last night. <laughs> <laughs> It indicated that you felt that this was very different from WoW. <laughs> yeah, I did. I... And it's hard to do this. I mean, every not every game, not every MMO that comes out is wearing on its sleeve. We're going to defeat WoW, and I don't think this game is one of those either. Mm, no. It's no, no. yardstick that every MMO gets compared against, love it or not, and so we might as well bring it up. And I, I feel like we, I, I think tangentially or implicitly we've talked about in many ways, how it differs. And it's really up to your own personal taste if that's something that you really want to get into because it's different and it's unique and it's definitely not trying to copy WoW. It's not trying to, to be an exact replica. No. And refreshing for a lot of people. And it can be something that's really exciting because it's like, oh, cool. This is definitely not that experience. But if yeah. you're really attached to World of Warcraft and you like that kind of pacing, then it may not be for you, but it does have a pretty kick-ass fantasy environment. Yeah, that's that's but for certain. Check it out as a WoW fan. Eric, yeah, I feel. I, I just. Oh, that? sorry, sorry. Uh, I I just feel like I know what to expect when I go into WoW, so I don't even feel like, oh geez, I don't even want to do this. Actually, I've let go of WoW so hard that I I don't even want to compare it to anything else anymore. But I will, for the sake of this thing. Um, I I I love the mystery with Neverwinter right now. So I don't know the leveling curve. I don't know how fast it takes me to get to max level. Uh, I, I love the idea of user-generated content. Uh, I've, I've uh, uh, kind of grown up when it comes to MMOs, so I know this, is, this may or may not be my home. I don't need that to be it. But one of the coolest things is it's going to be so easy for me to get friends into it. I don't have to, I don't have, to have Neverwinter be as popular as WoW to get my friends into it because it's free to play. Yeah. And and I have I've I've been a friggin' crazy person on a hill talking about free to play for years, going, This is why I love it. And it, I've I had to realize over the years it's because I love having friends jump in. I like showing them something that they would not you know, and with WoW you can get people into it because it's a pop culture thing. Like you know, you, oh wow, you want to try it? Yeah, try this drug. It's called Wow. Mm. You know, you <laughs> like it. You're gonna be, you're gonna be cool if you try it. Um, you know, you don't need that um, with uh, any kind of free to play, even buy to play. The the um, the level of uh, the barrier to entry is so low that I can get people in. And I can play, and I can even if I, you know, Noah, Noah, I miss you in DC Universe Online. I want to play with you so bad, Noah. I miss you. But one day, one day, you're going to come back and we're going to play, and it's going to be great. Even if we only play for an evening, I'm going to cherish you, Noah. I'm going to cherish you. <laughs> Thanks. That's, that's, that's rather just, disturbing. <laughs> just, just, let, just let it sink in. So the cool thing about Neverwinter is, like, when this comes out, I can play with a bunch of people, 
if I play with them one night, if I, you know, I'm gonna make a guild and hopefully it flourishes and everything. But really, it's it's you can you can have fun with it. You can throw some bucks at them, and you you never feel like you you were betrayed. You know what I mean? And I I feel that's a really great thing that we you know MMOs have grown up. You know we don't we don't have to think of this as my one and only. I mean, mm-hmm. So there There's you go. More options. Yeah. Yeah. What were you talking about again? I don't know. And it's it's a cool <laughs> change of pace, you know. So that's cool. Like an action-oriented MMO is is always cool to have, especially for free. So it's there. Yeah, yeah. it's really great. Any other comments that you wanted to make about the Foundry, Eric? You've touched on it earlier. I I'm excited to go and play things. I'm going to create this guild. It's called the Creeping Darkness. You guys join me, and everyone else join me, and then I'm going to make Foundry missions about how cool and nope. It's gonna be amazing. How about that? No, no. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you stories, and they're gonna be scary. No, I don't know. Like all of the above. All you of just, the above, but none just, of those. Just waiting for us to buy one of these explanations. Is that? Yeah, yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just. Yeah. It's. I, I think it's. It's what you make of it. I think that's. Uh, what was the appeal of Champions? Also, like I played that. That's like. My most played MMO, I think, besides WoW, um, and I, well, besides that, and Champ- uh, City of Heroes. Yeah. yeah. So you're kind of a and cryptic. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a, yeah I'm a cryptic I'm a cryptic person I guess yeah. but really it's it's because it, it's because it's it's mainly because I like making up my own stories. Yeah. I love doing that. I love creating my own world. I like showing people. Uh, I mean, half the fun I have in Champions Online is anybody, if anybody says, I'm thinking about playing Champions Online, I'll say, can you set aside one hour so I can show you all of my characters? Then I'm going to log off and leave you alone. I don't want to play with you. I just want to show you all my characters and tell you all their backstories. Like, that's the kind of person I am, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I, I like this because I can create my own stories. I can get really nerdy. I can go go and do... um, I don't research and read about the lore. Like I can, you know, I'm going to be thinking about this game outside of it and uh, I'm excited. So fuck you guys. I'm going home. I'm going to play games and I don't care if you don't like it. Cause I love it. I Good never said that I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't care. I don't even care. I don't Ugh. Fine. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that positive affirmation, yeah. <laughs> So overall, I'm really happy uh, that I got a chance to try it, and it was really cool to to see what's developing. It's I definitely did not leave this game discouraged. I'm looking forward to seeing more of it and hearing more about it, and I'm looking forward to when it comes out. There is a chance that this may be one of our upcoming games in Channel Massive where we we do a tour of it. So, and and I don't feel like that chance has changed any since. We since before we played the beta, I feel, I mean, it could have gone the other way. It could have been like, oh my gosh, we're definitely not going to play this. I still think this yeah. has got a lot of potential. It's yeah, really yeah. cool. Definitely something that I'm looking forward to seeing how it develops. I really am looking forward to seeing what the other races and classes that might be interest, introduced up yeah. at launch, the other features that we haven't gotten to see a lot of or, or are still in development. There's a lot that Cryptic is putting in this game, and it's pretty exciting. If you are intrigued to see what the game is like in full motion, Eric has t- has made a bunch of videos chronicling 
his journey as a rogue from level 1 to like 15? Yeah, like 15-ish to 16-ish. And depending on your computer yeah. hardware, you may have have some additional videos beyond that as well. Yeah, yeah. The first, uh, I, I think when you hit like level 15 or 16, you used to do the first dungeon. And I steamrolled that with a bunch of other people. It's <laughs> it pretty cool. Yeah, so there, there are potentially a lot of cool videos to look forward to. We'll, we'll be releasing them throughout the days leading up to our next episode of Channel Massive. So if you want to check them out, if you want to be notified about them, follow us on Twitter. There's at Channel Massive for the site overall. There's also, of course, Eric at Blameful Gecko. And my Twitter is at This Is Noah. And something else to look forward to on ChannelMassive.com is Eric got this awesome text based interview with some of the developers of the game. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, was, that was pretty answering nice. Answering some questions. Yeah, no matter was, if you're into audio stuff, video stuff, or tech stuff, Eric has you covered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome, guys. Okay, so it's I'm gonna do stuff. Multimedia miracle. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you. Uh, so when you do this interview thing, they pretty much had us, you know, in the capital city, and they said, "Hey, there are gonna be like three or four places that you can actually sit and talk to a dev." And everybody went to the north of the city. Everybody was standing around. When I ran up, there were like 20 or 20, 20, we'll say 20, 20 people just asking questions, just throwing questions at this dev. And, and none of my answers to my questions that I needed were being given to me. So I said, I'm just going to play this real safe. I'm going to run to the most southern point of the city. <laughs> and there was a person who is fantastic. The dev was, uh, I think her name was Lindsay Haven. Uh, she was nicest dev ever. We sat there for 30, 40 minutes just sitting there, and it was me and one other person. We just asked her questions, and she was awesome. So there you go. Shout out, Lindsay Haven. You are awesome. Keep up the good work. Well, listeners, if you have any questions that don't get answered from all the cool stuff that we are going to be posting about this game this week, Feel free to send them in to mail. Email. I'm out of practice. I'm sorry. <laughs> and of course, you can leave comments on the website. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Channel Massive, our little side quest away from Azeroth. Our next episode will be a full-on tale from Azeroth, but we hope you enjoyed this extra bonus episode. Thanks again to Christine at Perfect World cryptic for this opportunity and of course for Eric helping organize it all. <laughs>